What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you're tuned in to Kinda Neat. Thank you guys so much. As always, welcome to our Christmas special. It's a big day. It's the end of the year. It's the last podcast we're going to do of the year. It's been a big year. But first things first, follow me on Twitter, at It's Intuition. Follow my man behind the boards, Ben Shim, making the shit sound buttery, at I am database, base with two S's. Follow us as a unit under our new Twitter handle, at Kinda Neat. No more that's Kinda Neat. Now it's just at Kinda Neat. For some reason, when I signed up, that shit wasn't available. And on a whim, last night, I checked to see if it could be at Kinda Neat. And all of a sudden, it could be. So that's fantastic. We also have a new YouTube channel address because YouTube now allows custom URLs. So our YouTube address is youtube.com backslash C backslash kind of neat. So no more youtube.com slash that's kind of neat. Even though I think it'll still, if you type in the old one, it'll still take you to our new custom URL. So yeah, head there and you can see our guest today, Michael Christmas, very on the nose for our Christmas special, performing his song, Fuck With Me. It was great. This is a great conversation. I had a lot of good times. And with that being said, I think I want to kind of just like summarize the year with this intro. It was a big year. I tweeted tweeted the other day something that kind of stuck with me where I said it was a weird year a lot of things happened and nothing happened and that is true and that's probably true in everybody's life but it just felt like some fucking twitter deep shit to me at the moment but basically man a lot of shit happened in my life this year I fucking I went to Australia that was huge and that was so tight I've always wanted to do that I quit smoking cigarettes which was a big deal for me I've been smoking for 15 years and now it's been eight months and a few days that I haven't smoked a cigarette and I'm creeping up on a year very quickly. The big thing that for you guys, probably that I put out an album this year, I put out an album in April, and it fucking did amazing. It did so much better than we ever thought it would or could have hoped that it would. You know, to this day, you guys are still supporting it so much, and uh, we're so grateful for that. Um, we had a crazy record release party. It was one of my favorite shows I've ever played. And then for my birthday, we sold out the Troubadour, which was amazing as well. And a lot of that is because of you guys that tune in and listen to this. So I'm so fucking grateful for you people. And, uh, what you mean you people? No, I mean you podcast listeners. Yeah. I don't know. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Big things with the channel this year that happened like last year when we started, It took us about a year to hit 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, and we did that in, I think, maybe February or early March. As of now, we have 25,000 subscribers, so in less than a year, we've more than doubled our subscribers, so thank you guys so much for that, because you're obviously getting the fucking word out, and you're commenting, and you're liking videos, and you're sharing them on Twitter and Facebook like good supporters for this free shit that we give you. Thank you so much for that. And um, the craziest shit on Thanksgiving, we hit 4 million plays on YouTube, which is insane, too. Thank you guys for all for tuning in. Thanks to Ben for all of his hard work that he's done this year. That guy's really been an ace in the hole. Like, everything that we do is pretty much last minute and just on an artist's whim. Like, if they're in town and we can get them to give us three hours of their time... You know, there are three things that I have to make happen in order to make a podcast happen. One of them is the artist needs to be down and available. And then the other thing is the studio needs to be open. And then the third thing is Ben needs to be available. And when the stars align and those three things happen, that's when we get to make all this magic. And the thing is that Ben has been able to just bend over backwards for us to make that happen and and always be available. And so very grateful for that. And for Daddy Kev for letting us use these wonderful studios at Cosmic Zoo. Yeah, and all the artists that have that have just fucked with us and trusted us and seen the vision and understand that it's cool. Like, 
great things happen when you just work hard. And, you know, today was a great example with Michael Christmas where I had been slacking. I've been, I, you know, after we did the father podcast for all intents and purposes, I took a month off. I don't know why. I think maybe I've been just kind of down in the dumps or something. I don't know what it was, but I took a month off. I didn't do any podcast shit. Haven't really been doing that much photo work stuff. I've kind of just been sitting at home and like retouching images and I haven't been able to work out because my fucking shoulders hurt. So I've just been having to run and not get to lift weights. And so it hasn't been the greatest of times, but for some reason, a spark, uh, I got a spark in my ass last night or two nights ago. And I said, you know what? I haven't done a podcast in a while and I need to like do some shit. So I just tweeted out like, I, I want to do a podcast soon and I'm trying to get these artists. So I'm like manifesting. And one of the artists on that tweet was Michael Christmas. And within a fucking half an hour, all of a sudden, I get a message, a text message from Chris, who is our homie Pell's manager, and he said, hey, I have Michael Christmas's manager's email. Do you want me to like plug you guys together? And I say, yeah, that would be fucking dope. And then he writes an intro email, and the next morning I wake up, and at about 8.15 in the morning, I'm like typing this very formal email trying to kind of sell us, sell ourselves to, to him and his artist as like, you know, fuck with us because this is cool shit, da-da-da-da-da. And as I'm typing that, I get a message that says, hey you know, nice to finally meet you. I've been wanting to get Michael Christmas on the show forever. I'm a big fan. I watched the father video 15 times and I said, thank God I can scrap this formal email that I was typing to you and we can just fucking bullshit. So here's my number. And it was all very serendipitous. And then we fucking hooked up this episode and it's great. Michael Christmas is a lot of fun to talk to. He's a young dude. And I feel like if you guys are going to get behind anybody, it's going to be this guy. I think, uh, he's right in all of our listeners wheelbox. He's, uh, entertaining. He's an underdog. He's got bars. Uh, he's a character. And you'll see through this podcast that he's a character. He's got a lot of shit to say for a 20-year-old. And then you'll see in the video that he's an entertaining musician and he's, got a, and he's just got a great sound. So without further ado, we'll get into our conversation with Michael Christmas. And again, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to all you guys. Fucking Lachaim. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year's. If I don't talk to you guys after that, I don't think we're going to put out a New Year's episode. We shall see. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for all your support. And uh, we look forward to more years of doing this shit with you guys. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Michael Christmas. You just moved to L.A.? Just moved to L.A. like a month ago. A month ago. About a week ago! How do you like it? I fucking love it. Are you mobile? Do you have a car? Uh, I don't, but my roommate has a whip, and yeah. Tim has a whip, and I don't really need to go anywhere anyway. Why don't you need to go anywhere? I mean, when I'm not in... I, I just sit in the house and write all day, slash listen to music and stare at the internet, and then... When I do need to go out, somebody will take me. Yeah. I'll get there. Oh. But I just, like, go to the studio and shit. I don't really... To be young again. I've been to, like, fucking three parties since I got here, and, like, one of them was kind of good. Which party was good? It was, like, a big-ass mansion party. And it was good because, like... Was that the one that you posted on your Instagram where you're, like, standing at a pool? Yeah, that's that house. Yeah. That wasn't the party, though. Oh, but okay. the party was... I just came from, like, the FK Twigs show. So this was, like, a weird day because I yeah. was sick, so everything was shitty. But as far as the events of that day, it was yeah. a great fucking day. What like, happened? Studio session went really well. With who? Uh, Truth Studios. Okay. Then I went to 
FK Twig show with like Mac and DJ Clockwork and Josh Berg and where that was shit that was at? lit. Uh, where was that? The Regent. Okay. Yeah, that shit was great. Robert Pattinson was with Mac Miller. Yeah. Look at you. You're like rubbing elbows with important people while you're here. Already. He's he's a <laughs> foolish. He's a fool. We. I mean, we stood out like in that whole group because like imagine like FK Twig show. Everybody's like really clean and looks cool and yeah, we're yeah. just there like. As soon as Young Thug comes on, yeah. hey, turn yeah. the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. And so, but so we did that, and then right after that, I went to I, everybody else I knew was at this party. Yeah. And so, whose mansion was it? Drop names. Shit, I don't. This dude, this dude named Jeremy. It's his big ass house. Yeah. It's just a big it ass. Was overlooking house. all of the hills. And yeah, the hills. it was crazy. But yeah. so we pull up, and I get to the front, and there's a security dude. So that's how I knew this was serious. I was yeah. like, Do I even? Am I even like? I'm underdressed. Yeah. But uh. I talked to him and I was like, yeah, I'm about to go up. He's like, yo, the ratio. I'm like, word. And he's like, and it's not like just girls. It's like models and everybody else. That's great news. But to me, that's awful news because that means I'm not getting nobody <laughs> that night. Nah, <laughs> that hey, means I'm going to just look. Nah, that's not true be- because <laughs> women fall in love with their ears and men fall in love with their eyes. You know what I'm saying? So like all you got to do is talk a good game. They don't care. Yeah, I don't have that. Uh, I'm, like, I really think I'm Michael Sarah. I- like I'll really walk up like, uh, uh hi. Yeah, I like your scarf. Well, why are you why are you so good at talking right now? You you you're so comfortable all of a sudden. This is as this room has wood grain walls. Yeah, I feel like that's seventy show. Okay, okay. I feel like we need one more person on this side, and, and just, we need the yeah, camera. The to camera just, circulating and around the smoky room. Stupid faded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I'm saying if you just fucking talk to girls how you're talking right now, you'll be fine, man. You yeah, already won sure. my heart. You've already, <laughs> you've already won. Nah, my it was heart. it was lit though, cause like uh, I, pl- I started playing this game with my boy OG and Tim, where uh, we were guessing how many Instagram followers. Each girl, each girl had, had. Yeah. yeah, and it's like a girl walk walk by, and I'm like, all right, thirty thousand. Yeah, nah, that's like two hundred thousand, yeah, and then there'd be like there'd be like a two hundred follower low key, yeah, yeah, ass girl, like she's just not there yet. Well, and then you know if she's fine, but she also has like a full sleeve of tattoos, that's mm-hmm. an extra hundred thousand you know easily, I mean? yeah. at least. That's a handicap that just adds an extra. And then you got to think know? about like who's on here being art versus who's on here being a thirst trap. It was a right. fun game to play. Right. It was really fun. And then they had like NBA show time arcade style like yeah. in the corner so me and me and what if you got in there and that. it was all just wnba women though <sighs> i'm i'm not really into tall girls <laughs> but it's like like i like like i like lisa leslie like i don't care what nobody <laughs> say like i like lisa leslie you feel me and what's that other girl's name that's like really really fun i have no idea skylar diggins oh man yeah I'll have to look her up. You don't. Is I've it, never seen. Who's not Drake's? <laughs> Everybody's Drake's. You're having a good time in LA. It sounds like then. I'm having a good time. Yeah. Do you Absolutely. think you're gonna have to get a job or anything? You're just gonna be able to live off this music shit for a while. I mean, that yeah. is my job right now. That's yeah. all I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I came. The reason for coming out here was to make music. And you came That's out here from for. Boston. From Boston. Is that where you're born and bred? Mm-hmm. Tell, tell me about Boston. I know nothing. That's one of the few major cities in 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 the country that I've never it's, visited. It's a weird place. It's my favorite city. Yeah, I've been to and I've, I've I'm from there, so uh-huh. obviously I'm biased. But I love it. All my friends are there, and like it's kind of like nobody outside of Boston knows what's going on. But we're now starting to have this small group of people that just get it, and they're young, and they want it. They want Boston to come up and shit. And we've been like under pressure from like all of these old Boston rappers forever. And yeah, they've they, like kind of been like not holding us back, but just not pushing us forward either. And now we're starting to understand like what it takes to get out of Boston and what it takes to get further in the world and have the world have attention on us. But like as far as like the city itself, like I didn't go out much until I was like 17 
Why? I wasn't. I didn't really have friends. I jumped around schools. Yeah. My whole life from Why? like I've been to like eight schools. Why? Um, most of my first schools got shut down. Like K one to first grade, that school got shut down. Money issues probably. And then okay. from like first grade to third grade, that school got shut down. I went to a public school. They had to take me out of that shit because I was getting in trouble every day. So were the first two schools private schools? Yeah, every school was private school except for like third or fourth grade and then why my private, first high school. Why private schools? Uh, my family, like my dad was really in it. Like he is pr- uh, always been really in it. So he knows what that shit was all like. And my mom too. So they didn't want me in that. But the funny thing about well, private wait, schools wait, in Boston about, is what like, do you, what do you mean he was in it? Like, like the dangerous yeah. Boston shit he, yeah, that so he was Like re- he was really he's in the hood. Here. Basically, yeah. essentially he's in the hood well, very so much. That like from to- like youth. And so like, they didn't want me in that, but what's funny about going to a private school is every other hood parent feels the same way. So, so you're a every hood, hood kid kids. is getting sent to these private schools anyway. So it's like you're really not getting away from any. It's just like putting like a bunch of hood kids in a school with a bunch of kids from like out of outside of Boston towns yeah. like, that aren't used to being around these kids. And it was, it was really funny, but like, I wasn't able to get friends because. I was leaving school so much. They was closing down my schools. I was getting kicked out. So that goes to a question I have about Boston. I've always heard that it's like a pretty racist city for one. Mm -hmm. And I've always heard that it's kind of like pretty segregated as far as like, this is a white neighborhood. This is a black neighborhood type of shit. Is that, is that true? Or Um, do I have the wrong impression? I've never had to deal with racism in Boston. And a lot of people who go to Boston are from Boston tell me they have, but I've never had to deal with that. However, there's also a lot of places I don't go. Right. I don't go to Southie. Uh I don't go to West Roxbury. I don't go to Newton. I've, be in Roxbury, yeah, Dorchester, and then like that whole Mass Ave Copley area where like so what's there's Ro- like all the stores and shit. Is That's Roxbury where you grew up? Roxbury is where I grew up. I grew up on Warren Street. What's that neighborhood about? So me and my boy Stiz talk about this a lot because we argue about Roxbury and Dorchester. He's from Dorchester. I'm from Roxbury. Uh-huh. Roxbury is synonymous with shooting. They okay. shoot. They don't fight. Like yeah. in Dorchester, they still fight. They um, shoot too, but they still fight. Roxbury, they shoot. That's what they do. Wow. There's a lot of shooters in Roxbury. Roxbury and Dorchester and Mattapan are like the three like bad places in Boston or whatever. But like I never dealt with any trouble just because like my whole life if, when I was out the house, which is very rare in Roxbury, everybody's like, oh, that's Jermaine's son. Uh-huh. Oh, that's Jerry's grandson. Uh-huh. So everybody knew, like, we had me and my father had so the your same dad, face. So your dad was, like, thorough in the hood, basically, and people knew um, you were because of that? According to the hood, I don't yeah. know too much about his whole life, and he wouldn't tell me. Yeah. But he will one day, and it's going to be a really interesting conversation. I'm really excited it. to learn about him. Well, so what did you grow up hearing that your dad does? Um... <laughs> Meaning, like, how did your dad tell you he kept a roof over you? You know what it is? Yeah. It's a uh, no. He had a job too. He's okay. always had a job. Okay. Um. He's always had a job. Yeah, yeah. He worked at the same place from like the year I was born to like the year he went to jail. Okay. Which was like 2012. So he's always had. Oh, so he's in jail right now? No, he's out of jail. Oh, he's out of jail. He got out 2013. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, did your folks stay together? No. Uh, they actually broke up like when I was born. Okay. Not because of me, though. According to them, I don't believe that shit. I think yeah. they seen a little dark-skinned baby, and it was like, what is this? My mom's like, your color. <laughs> really? She's Puerto Rican. Oh, no shit. Nah, but no, nah, that's not why. But they yeah. did. They broke up when I was born around okay. that time. Yeah, yeah. But dad stayed around in your life, and you did Yeah, you no, my dad, dad is easily the closest person in my life to me. Uh, I lived with my mom my whole life. There okay. was a couple times I had to go stay with my dad. Yeah. Because my mom had to get her shit together. But, like, I've lived with my mom my whole life. But my dad is like... Everything, my whole sense of humor, like the dark humor shit and like my whole personality once I started to have one, I got it from my dad because once I got to like my teenage years, I started to see what he was, which was like this fucking 
God to all these other people. Like every time somebody come around, like my aunts had boyfriends and shit that would come and just play Madden with him. Yeah, so like he's like a charming hours. dude. Yeah, yeah. If I was less awkward and more beautiful, I'd be my dad. <laughs> <laughs> so your dad is like the center of his social circle. People kind of rotate around mm-hmm. him, like he's the sun, yeah. maybe. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of like that for me now. And he he loves it and he hates it. He hates people come up to him like. Your Christmas is dead. Yeah. He actually told me last night, I had a show in Boston like a week or two ago, uh-huh. and somebody was came up to him and was like, so what's it like to be Michael Christmas is dead? And he was like, I don't know. I'm not Christmas is dead. I don't think Christmas has a dead. I'm Michael Lindsay's dead. Oh, <laughs> and shit. I'll tell you that he ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So then what did mom do? She also had a bunch of jobs and she just graduated actually college. Nice. Like pretty recently. And she actually just got this job that what's funny is she got the job right around the time she graduated and completely not because she graduated and the yeah. job was the job she was going to school to yeah. try and get. Yeah. I was like, do you even need to finish now? She's like, yeah, I mean, why the fuck not? Right. You know, I've been doing school for so long. So, yeah, she uh, she just worked a lot. Yeah. And there was a lot of different times where, like, shit was really bad, and there was a lot of times where shit was really good. Like, there was times where we would have to, like, go stay with other family because, like, we just couldn't keep the place we were living in. Right. So I lived on Warren Street my whole life because when I couldn't stay there because my mom couldn't live there, I would go stay with my grandmother who lived in the same building. Like we've been all around that one building for like 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. What is the big thing that people do in Boston? Like, is there like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what's the economy based around? There? I don't even know. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's really weird. And I always talk about this. Cause like, I don't, like I said, I wasn't really in Boston like that yeah. until I was like 17. And yeah. I got into the whole shit because literally one day I was like, all right, I've been writing raps for years. I think now is the time to come out and be, a rapper yeah. what's my name gonna be i was like 16 or 17 i was gonna be michael christmas yeah i've made that shit up in like 10 minutes like within 10 minutes of me starting to Why? get my Where name did that come from i was like i need something that's hilarious but also unforgettable and when my music comes out and they see that it's not a joke they're like oh shit michael christmas what yeah i can't you lie know? it stuck with me like when i, I saw your fr- i saw the michael Sarah video last mm-hmm. october i think so like a right. year and some change ago yeah. and yeah, instantaneously, I, I'm i not going to lie. I looked at you and I went, oh, this guy looks like a joker. <laughs> he looks like a joker. But then you started rapping. I was like, oh, he's actually fucking got bars. Because yeah, I was doing bars before I was yeah. doing my own personality in yeah. music. Like, I didn't. Yeah. I was just trying to rap like my favorite rappers. And then I realized, like, all my favorite rappers are really cool. And I'm not yeah. that cool. <laughs> well, it stuck with me, too, because you applied this underdog persona to yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and people like to root for an underdog. I just more accepted it. I, I Like, because of school and not having friends outside of school. Yeah, I always felt like nobody got me because nobody got me. Everybody looked at me like I was crazy. Like right. I remember trying to put a bunch of kids on a little B my last year in high school, and I did because like everybody in my high school was bumping French Montana. Yeah, all day, every day, religiously, like every day. That and was they're it. like, "What are you listening to?" And I'm like, "The Bass God." And they're like, "Isn't he gay?" And I'm like, "Absolutely not. Don't say that." <laughs> but I'm like so positive about it, I won't be like. I won't fight him on you. I'll just be like, all right, you know, yeah, go yeah. listen to him. And then by the end well, of the I year, I had like, like six little, kids little cooking. Little B, I don't think he's somebody that you can convince people to like. Either they either get mm-hmm. it or they don't, kind exactly. of. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying is yeah. I converted like six people, which is a lot yeah. when you consider I had zero friends. Yeah, yeah. So I can I converted six strangers. Yeah. They'll see me in the halls by like 
December and they're just cooking. Let's go back farther because we got an hour to do this. So let, let's okay. go back to the elementary school thing. I find that <laughs> dynamic interesting that you're saying you're around <laughs> a bunch of other young kids whose parents may have been, you know, thorough in, in whatever they're doing. And so they're mm-hmm. trying to get their kids away from the hood in these private mm-hmm. schools. So did you instantly find yourself being like, oh, I don't relate to these kids? Or like, um, did, you, did you purposely pull yourself away from that? It was weird. It was like one of those things where like some days – the teachers will call my parents and be like, Michael's talking way too much. And some days they'll call my parents and be like, Michael hasn't said a word in two weeks. Wow. And we don't know what's going on with him. And it was shit like that. Do I was you, getting in trouble remember, a lot too. Do you remember I was, that uh, stuff though? Like, do you remember what was going through your head? You know what's really crazy? I do, but I don't remember what was going through my head at yeah, all. Yeah. I was just, I feel like I daydreamed up until fifth grade every really? day, all the time. Yeah. Like I didn't pay attention. I was like the last person to learn how to read in my school, uh-huh. but then the first person to read like a full book. Right, right. It was really, it, my whole upbringing, it was super weird. I remember like being forced to read the newspaper. To, like that was like punishment for me from my dad. Uh-huh. He was like, oh, we'll read the newspaper, uh-huh. the whole thing. Yeah. And I'm going to look at shit and be like, what was this about? Right. And so like. It was weird. School was weird for me. And I found out like a couple of years ago that I was actually a bad kid. I was always like, I'm a fucking angel. I've yeah. never been suspended, never been expelled. Then I realized like that was because my dad was my lawyer when I was a kid. Like oh, I cut wow. this kid's finger yeah. by accident. Yeah. It was not allegedly. It was by accident because okay. he cut my name tag and he had the scissors in his hand and he was smiling at me. It was my best friend. And so I was like, all right. So I waited about 10 minutes, grabbed my scissors and I dove the shits at his name tag. Oh, and he, and tried he put to his it. hand in front of it, and I just cut like right through his thumb. Ugh. Not off though; like yeah, it was yeah. like the middle. Yeah. It was fucked up. Blood was squirting out. Everything was going <laughs> in slow motion. I felt like a fucking murderer. Like I was like, "What did I do? It's <laughs> over. I'm going to jail forever." Yeah, yeah. And so my dad came to the school and just put the best rap together. Like he was talking to them. Like, listen, no, you know they're friends. They sit with each other every day. Yeah. He would never do that. Think about what it'll do to him. He's like, do you have DNA evidence of this? Right. He's if like, the he was like, does not fit. You he was must like, think acquit. about what it'll do to him if he thinks he's a criminal now. Right. In first grade. Oh wow. Think about yeah, what that. Like, think and about then the he went to the industrial parents. complex and how right, hard exactly. it is to pull Think about out how hard it is for a young black youth. Yeah. To get kicked out of school in first grade for a crime, and wow. then like he went to the parents. He, yeah. he knew the kid's dad he's yeah. like listen you know fucking so now the kid's parents are coming to the school like he would never do something to that like right. my son i see them leave together. michael Lindsay alone it was crazy yeah, like i was getting out of shit. shit like that all the time i thought i just wasn't getting in trouble yeah found out no i was getting in trouble a lot wow apparently i challenged this kid to a game called the slap game in second grade Ooh. and it's where you slap each other until somebody gives up and i was yeah. like yo you want to play the slap game he was like yeah i slapped the shit out of him and i was like i don't want to play anymore <laughs> And the principal seen this shit from the window. Oh, God. Like, she was literally looking out the window yeah. as this was happening, yeah. came outside. I didn't even get in the school before I got sent home. So when you go to the public school, is it kind of a culture shock? It wasn't that much different. I got to wear whatever I wanted, which wasn't shit at the time. But, like, yeah. just not having to wear a uniform. I was wearing ties a lot. And uh, yeah. But I was getting in trouble all the time because I was new. Uh-huh. And most of these kids, I was in, like, third or fourth grade. And these kids had been together for, like, two, three years. And I was yeah. new. And so they didn't like me. And I didn't like them. Yeah. And I remember this one kid came up to my mom one day and was like, I'm going to beat your son up. A kid came up to your mom and said that? Came up to my mom wow. and I was right there and we ended up like fucking like tussling, not even fighting, just yeah, like yeah. pushing. And then they, yeah. my mom just pulled me out of there. And then she stopped sending me to school after that because she was like, damn, she's like getting in trouble like every day. She stopped sending you to stopped school? Stopped sending me to school. Well, and then like mean? truancy, like stopped sending me, like stopped letting me go there. Yeah. And so truancy police came and they were like, he has to do something. Yeah. And so we just found a new school. How old were you at that point? 
Um, I'm not sure. Whatever fourth grade. Oh, is. fourth grade's like 10, 10, yeah, 11. something like that. That's crazy. So, well, like at the private schools, what would you say? Like the socioeconomic dynamic was like was it mostly whites, mostly blacks, a big mixture? It was a big mixture. Yeah. Uh, and then what was public school like then? The same, but yeah. it was like way more Spanish kids. I was going to uh, okay. school at this school called the Hennigan uh-huh. in this place called Jamaica Plains. Okay. And that's like a very, very predominantly Spanish area. Yeah. So it was mostly Spanish kids, but I'm half Puerto Rican. It wasn't like. Yeah. Did you, did you learn? Did you learn to speak Spanish as well then? Um, a little bit, not because of the public school, just because of my mom. Yeah, that's I figured because of your mom. Yeah. Like I just know if like if she yelled it at me, then I knew it was some bad shit, so I could yell it at somebody else. Yeah. And uh. Other than that, I know a little bit. I've been to Puerto Rico a couple times with my family. Funniest shit, I went to Puerto Rico the first time when I was like 11 or 12. Yeah. I didn't know that places spoke English. I didn't know that. So I was in the Walmart. You know, the Walmart sometimes had a little McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. I go to get in line at the McDonald's and I'm by myself. My grandmother's shopping. So I'm like, all right, I got to figure out how to say what I want in Spanish because uh-huh. they don't know English yeah. and they're not going to understand You're me. like, El Grande I'm like, Dame un numero uno. Por favor. Yeah. And that's how I ordered. And the dude was like, just nodded his head, took my money, gave me my change, whatever. I get out the line. Next person comes up. Uh, can I get a Big Mac, no fries, no drink? And he's like, <laughs> certainly. I'm like, yo, like you knew I didn't speak yeah. Spanish. Like you can see it all in my nervous face. Yeah, I was yeah. like sweating and anxious, like shit, shit, shit. All right, it's my turn. Yeah. And then this dude speaks English. I was tight about that shit. That's funny. That shit really made me mad. But that also taught me people in Puerto Rico do yeah. know some English. Yeah. Were you cl- are you close to both sides of your family? Yeah. There's a lot less family, like yeah. a lot less people in general on my mom's side. There's okay. just like my grandmother, uh, like three the four uncles one of them passed away a couple of years ago huh. and my mom and yeah that's like really it and, and then so on the my dad's side there's like still in puerto rico though like her parents yeah stuff? like well her father i never met her father i don't even know if she met her father uh-huh. um but my grandmother and two of my uncles live in puerto rico how did she end up in boston she was born here um it's weird her mom like kind of left her in boston when she was 16 wow like moved to back to puerto rico so my mom kept the crib yeah and uh she was and like just had to my, fend for herself. Exactly. She she was like basically raising everybody in the house though by herself since she so was like raising her brothers. A kid. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and really then her wild. mom dipped. Yeah, she left when, but she took like the boys with her. Oh, okay. And left my so mom your mom here. was just in the states by herself at mm-hmm. sixteen. Yeah. Has she told you like how did she get by? What was she? She doing? just she was working. She had a yeah. job and she was going to school. Yeah. And uh, I think my dad helped a lot and my dad's family. How helped old a lot. was she when she had you? Twenty. Wow. So you know what's funny? I'm closer to your parents' age than I am to your age. That's how <laughs> yeah, I know my I'm dad's, getting old in the music world. She might have been 21. My dad's, I think, 43 or 42, and my mom's like 41. Yeah, so I am. I'm closer to their age than their <laughs> age. That's hilarious. Yeah. But they're young, and that's why I was able to get away with a lot of things, as yeah. well as like listen to the stuff I was listening to growing up. I was going to say, it must be... I mean, like your dad probably has similar music taste to what I listened to, you know what I mean? Or what I grew up listening to. So well, right now, he's into like... The same thing I he's into rap now. Like, yeah. his, his favorite rapper is like... When I was starting to get into music for myself, was yeah. like Cool Kids, Asher Roth, Dom Kennedy. He that was still, his shit when you he were still like, music. It, we, exactly. Wow. Well, I put him on, oh, but okay. then it became like his shit. Like he was in jail. He told me he was in jail trying to put people onto Michael Rocks and really? Cool Kids and Dom Kennedy, and they're yeah. all throwing two chains and yeah. Keith down his neck. And I love Keith. Keith's my favorite yeah. rapper. But he was in there just like every day, just banging two chains. And he's like, Nah, you yeah, gotta yeah. fuck with this. Well, what did you grow up listening to from him? Um, from him, he put me on. A, I remember 
after How High came out, I was like, how come Redman and Method Man don't have that much music? And that's because I didn't know about the internet, yeah. nor did I know about their history. And he was like, I'll show you some. Yeah. And then he put me on the Wu Tang, he put me on the Redman, put yeah. me on the Method Man, he put me on everybody's shit. And he he was like trying to change my whole musical mind because as a kid, I was always ready to get in trouble. Everything yeah. I did got me in trouble. Uh-huh. So I grabbed his iPod one day, like the first iPod. And started listening to music on his shit. And I was like, all right, what's wholesome on here? What, uh-huh. what, what will I not get in trouble for listening yeah. to? Yeah. And I ended up listening to Lauren Hill. And he was making fun of me, not because I was listening to Lauren Hill, but because he knew that I was doing that to not get in trouble. And he's like, listen, <laughs> listen to whatever you want to listen to. Yeah. He's like, here. And he just gave me his iPod for a few days. And I started listening to like Guns N' Roses and like all this old hip hop shit. I got real into NWA in like eighth grade. Really? Yeah, I was fucking pumped off NWA. that's funny dude nwa was like dropping when i was in fourth grade and we used to sneak to our friend richard's house because his mom had the tape of it mm-hmm. and um well, she was a thug she was well you know what richard was half black and half white his mom was white but like was clearly a white woman oh, who had shit. only ever dated black men yeah and so she, <laughs> you know what so she had fucking hella gangster rap and so we would oh, go wow. to richard's house and listen to the nwa tape and we just were like couldn't believe it. we thought we were so badass you know right exactly yeah. like that shit made me walk different like yeah. when i started listening to nwa like I'll punch anybody in their face. I've never been in a fight, by the way. Yeah, I've not been in very many fights either. I've only punched somebody in the face one time. I've only been punched in the face one time. It was by a girl. How was it? It it didn't hurt that bad. It yeah. did hurt though. And I've allegedly never... I deserved it because she was in a headlock. Why and was she in a headlock? Because she was just wild and she was it was it was well, a fu- a, it was I, all I don't playful. Talk about any of your no, it was all it was abuse. all playful as shit until she punched me in the face and then I was like, what? <laughs> That's never happened before. <laughs> and then we just went on with our day. Like, all right, I just got punched in my... I called my mom, though. Because my mom knows mom, her. I was like, I Ma. You said, Mom, you better come said, get this bitch. She punched me in my face. What do I do? She said, tell her not to put her hands on my baby. Oh, shit. I was like, no, you're not understanding. She already did. We're past that step. What do we do now? <laughs> um, so when you're in fourth grade and your mom takes you out of school and mm-hmm. the truancy officers come, what is the decision? What do you have to oh, do? We just found a new private school. So you jumped around to another school? Me in oh, there. a private school. Just for like the last couple months. And yeah. then the next year I ended up at the school that I stayed at for three years. And that's where I started to have friends. That's also where I learned how to rap. Okay. Uh, so you're starting program. to learn to rap in like junior high-ish? Seventh grade. Seventh grade? Yep. And what were the friends that you took to? Like who, what kind of guys were they? It's really funny. My first day of school, it felt like, like in fifth grade, it felt like one of those movies. Like yeah. it felt like a movie. Uh-huh. I get in there and there's kids running around everywhere and I'm just looking around nervous and shit. And then yeah. this real short kid who was in my, who was, I learned was in my class named yeah. Alex. He comes up to me and he's like, you knew? And I was like, yeah. He's like, ah, I'm going to show you around. Yeah. Show you everything. I'm like, bad. I feel like I'm being taken under this little guy's wing. Yeah. And, uh, he basically showed me everything first day. He's like, this is what we do here. This is what we do here. This is boom, boom, boom. This is everybody. And we go to lunch, and that's when I started to learn everything for real. He was like, so we just sit here and talk shit. Yeah. He was like, we just sit here and roast each other for the whole lunch period. And I was an experienced roaster because of my father. He yeah. is roast king. He'll he's, really kill yeah, you Yeah, he's off. playing the dozens and shit. Like, uh, he chaperoned a field trip, and one of my boys, Malik, he, was, he put this other kid in a headlock just uh-huh. fucking around. Uh-huh. And my boy Malik was like, don't do that to me. And he was like, nah, you got a big ass head. I might get hurt or something. <laughs> like, and that's somebody's kid. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, we yeah, was yeah. good at talking shit. Yeah, yeah. So that was like my first social interaction with other kids was like just roasting literally people. just roasting yeah. other kids. Like it was crazy. And so that turned into the next year. I felt cool. You know, I felt like I had friends. I felt established at this school. Yeah. And then seventh grade, I started this after school program that was literally across the street. 
And after like the third week, they were like, we have these little mini clubs in the shit. You can play ball. So like a youth center you type draw. Thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so all the people that ran it were really young and they were from the neighborhood too. It was Mission. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So they set up a recording studio upstairs, upstairs and yeah. then a little lab uh-huh. uh, with laptops. And so we basically learned how to use Reason. The, uh-huh. um, and I wanted to make beats. I didn't want to rap, but you had to do both. Uh-huh. So one day they're like, all right, if you want to be in this club next year you have to do both things at least once so you have to write a song yeah so i produced it wrote the song my rapper at that time was soldier boy i was him as far as i was concerned oh that was your favorite was, rapper oh at the my time? god yeah. not even favorite like it was like bigger than favorite rapper like yeah. i was a stand like i was i was trying to buy fake bay hoodies and all wow. types of crazy shit and so i went in what era I, uh, of soldier boy was this it was the beginning the like very very breaking. beginning like yeah, yeah. just got my report card and y'all bitch y'all oh, okay, okay, like okay, that yeah. shit yeah yeah and i was just getting the internet too so i made a beat and i wrote the song that night came back to school i was spitting it for my friends all day like yo this is what i'm gonna do today yeah hey, i'm gonna record it and it was like then the next man fly then the next man yep <laughs> and that was the hook Whoa. and we didn't know that you couldn't like have two people in the booth recording at the same time yeah. so my boy Malik came in he was doing the yep while I was recording and oh. we only had like one vocal track through the whole thing yeah. I'm sitting there trying to keep my breath so I could do hook verse hook yeah, <laughs> it yeah, was yeah. wild Wow. but like as soon as I came out and the engineer played it for me I was just like wow Yeah. like this is my voice and this Michael is Christmas me. is born Nah, there was a lot of rap names before Michael Christmas. What was, was, there, what was your shit. first rap name? Oh, what was my first rap name? I think it has something to do with Jeff Spicoli. Really? That's Fast a very, very rare reference. I was watching movies young. Yeah, that's a very rare reference. Jeff Spicoli's the man now. He is the man. Yeah, that's great. I had a lot of rap groups, too. Yeah. He was Mars at one point. I don't remember what that stood for. Well, going back to NWA, my first rap name in seventh grade was Easy Lee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was in a group called Easy Lee and Richie Rich. Oh y'all were lit! Oh Yo, my we God, are, we're we're out here. We want I've told this story a million times, but we've we won a competition for writing the best uh, anti-smoking song in in oh, the wow. city, and we won some like Wendy's coupons for. Doing oh, that. We, were, <laughs> we were like, "Yo, we made it!" Nah, you did that. Yeah, yeah. I um, I remember my freshman year, the chemistry teacher had like a blue microphone, like the snowball oh, yeah, joint, yeah. and he had Audacity uh-huh. on all of his laptops in the lab, and he knew I rapped and shit. So he was like, "If you want to record." Uh, just come in during lunch. Or what class was this? The, he had chemistry. Oh, chemistry he class. He taught chemistry. Yeah, yeah. He's like, just go in the little chemistry, like the little closet where he kept all the shits. Yeah. And just to bring the laptop in there and you can record during Dog, lunch. That's insane. Teachers nowadays are way fucking cooler than my teachers were. Yeah. Well, see, I had, I only had like four cool teachers in yeah. my life. Yeah. Out of all the schools I went to, like no no yeah. teachers like that's me. That's still teachers a pretty good me. ratio. Teachers hated me. And they hated me because at one point I was way too smart. Yeah. And I was correcting everybody and like, I was telling teachers like, nope, you wrong. Yep. And then I, I at went one point, that phase as well. And then at one point I was just annoying. Like I was just talking shit in classes yep. and it was different little things. Um, but he let me record in there. I remember I recorded some J electronica shit. I think exhibit C or exhibit B in the closet and like kids in the classroom were like, yo, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like you're going too hard. Wow. And we're just sitting here trying to study. Yeah. And you're in the and back. I'm like, I got to do this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was so lit. Wow. Meanwhile, I have a tie on and my fucking gray school pants and my shoes. That's and, crazy. And so it's like a, this mixture of fucking the fresh Prince of Bel Air mm-hmm. slash eight mile in yeah. the back of the chemistry no, that's closet. Exactly what you it were was. crushing. We started a little group 
and I, we had a show. They were doing like a school play, and I asked if we could open. Yeah. And they said, yeah, why not? They didn't even move the curtain. We wrapped in front of the curtain. Yeah. So I came up. I wrote the hook, and I wrote a verse, and then it was a girl. She put a verse on it, and this other dude, he was like a senior, yeah. put a verse on it. And I went up, spit the hook, spit my verse. Girl comes up, didn't even get a word out. Didn't get one word out. She forgot, she forgot her shit immediately. Oh, shit. So I just kind of hyped people, up everybody. people start going, freestyle? Nah, they <laughs> were just, I was just hyping everybody up yeah. until we got to the hook again because it was eight bar verses. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the next dude came up. He got his first two bars off and then he forgot his he shit choked. too. So embarrassed. I was so mad. Like, you so you're understand. the only one that remembered your shit? Mm. Yeah, I was the rapper. Bunch of, like, bunch of amateurs. Man. I was, I, yo, that's how I felt too. I was real diva about it. Yeah, you're like, you guys like, y'all need to it. hold y'all shit together. <laughs> All right, this is for all of us. This isn't just for me. This isn't about me. This is about us. This is bigger than me, man. <laughs> it this wasn't. Our, it was this all is our about trip me. Out of here. <laughs> Yo, exactly. Yeah. Like, what if somebody was in the audience? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, yeah, like, yeah. Awesome what, shit. what if there was A&Rs out there? That shit was Damn, fun. That's too that was much. Fun and that was in seventh grade? Seventh grade. Man, you were fucking I had like a different. It. I had a different way of recording Every time I was in a point where I was recording before I took shit yeah. seriously. Like, seventh grade, I'm recording at after school. Yeah. Freshman year, I'm recording in the school. And then sophomore year, I'm skipping school to go record at this fucking creepy dude's house in this, like, neighborhood I'm hella not from. Really? But he was a rapper, and he had free time. I was like, let's do it. Like, creepy dude, how old was he? He was, like, 20 when I was, like, 15 or okay. 14. Yeah, yeah. So not that creepy. Type shit. Yeah, not. Yeah, he just looked He looked creepy. Like, he had tattoos, and he was a white dude, and uh, he was yeah, 20, yeah. and I'm young. Yeah. And I haven't been to this neighborhood. I don't be out here like that. Yeah, and, yeah. So it was weird. He's like, yeah, you can record here, but first you got to get this swastika tattooed on you. <laughs> like, what? It was hella sus. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. So it sounds like you started so young that you never even really had a chance to get into anything I else. I knew like, exactly what I wanted shit. to do from seventh grade on. Yeah. And it's weird because like, I remember my career choices before that were all based on... My first career choices was doctor and lawyer when I was a kid because I remember I told my mother... I was going to buy her a house. We was in this janky-ass apartment. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I want a house. And I was like, I'll get you a house. Yeah. Like, one day I'm going to be rich. Because when, when I was a kid, I thought the world revolved around me. Yeah. And my only destiny was to be the richest yeah. and the most famous for some reason. Because that's what all kids think. Yeah, kids do think that. And I, was, I don't know how I was supposed to be fucking famous as a lawyer doctor. Yeah. But I was going to do it, and I was going to get this money and buy this house. Well, you could have been the first and only lawyer doctor. Lawyer doctor. That sounds like shit. a TV like show. Like an adult swim happened. show, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. And then I wanted to be a journalist because I read some book about this girl who was like a journalist when I was in like fourth or fifth grade. And that's what I wanted to do. I want to be an investigative journalist. And then I started rapping in seventh grade and all them dreams went out the window. You never had any like uh, sports hobbies, no video mm -hmm. game addiction, oh, hell comic yeah. books. like what? Absolutely. But the thing about my video game addiction was like other kids be addicted to video games and get good at them. Yeah. I just was addicted to video games until my friends came over and whooped my ass right because i wasn't i'll play on easy like i want to whoop everybody's ass i don't want to yeah. learn the game and <laughs> i don't want to figure out how so to do so you're playing shit. madden and beating teams like fucking 120 exactly to two. exactly until shit got competitive around the time that my father stopped not talking shit while we played madden uh -huh. my father started getting real like serious real about it like yeah. you're fucking trash and <laughs> all yeah. this shit and i was like all right nigga so yeah. i took a couple years to learn madden and when i when i beat him 
that was like one of the crowning achievements in my life because he's so a funny. great Madden player. Like he was low key like good enough to play on like that Madden series. Yeah, where they had people come out like the tournaments. Yeah, he was like good like that. He just didn't have time. Right, right. Like, Madden was a hobby. He was just great. I feel like this is a huge fucking sign of generational things changing because it was mm-hmm. like a big deal when I was able to finally score a basket on my father mm-hmm. in, like in real life. In real, but life, I've yeah. never played a video game with my dad <laughs> once. I don't think in my whole life. Yeah, and like you're like, oh yeah, the day that I fucking beat my beat dad. My dad. Madden, Madden, Madden shit got real. He yeah. passed the torch to like me and my cousin, and my cousin's still very, very slightly better than me. Uh-huh. And if I wish I had more time to play right now, because yeah. I'd be, oh, I'm going back to Boston tomorrow, and I'm gonna have to play him during my time there, and I'm probably not gonna win. Was it all sports games that you were playing, or was it? No, it was only sports games when I got mad about that Madden yeah, shit. Yeah. It was like Grand Theft Autos, Jack and Daxter, Def Jam Five in New York's probably my favorite game of all time. Yeah, yeah, just because like. Rap was such a huge thing in my life, and there's a game full of rappers, right. and you get to fight with them, like fighting rappers. I love rap. I need this game. I remember watching videos up yeah. to the lead up to that game, like watching the videos and trailers online every day. And then my parents bought it for me, and they I skipped school one day. That's the day the, after they bought the it for Def me, Jam I was Friday like, I'm sick. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, the, like, Snoop is one of the hidden characters and shit. Yeah, Snoop's, like, 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 the, the last guy. boss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I he remember, wears a suit. I, I actually played through that shit, too. Like, you could buy all kinds of fucking mm. chains and tattoos Jordan's and shit. shit. That yeah. game was great. That game was tight. I, I gotta give it up. I like that game. Uh, like, Dave, David Banner was pretty good, I feel David like. David Banner, I'm from the M. <laughs> ah! Crookalair, Crookalair, ah! Yo, he was so tight. And then Red Man will be like, I'm gonna rip your tongue out and lick my ass with it. <laughs> like, Dude, this is a that. video game. Oh I'm a child. It was great. That's hilarious. I remember playing that. Yeah, that's just But that was lit. like when I was in college. So here's another generational difference. I love to obsess over these things because I'm obsessed over the fact that I'm getting old. But <laughs> what was your first video game system? Because then I'll blow your mind with mine okay so i remember i actually remember this like remember opening it yeah. i got a nintendo 64 for christmas i don't remember how old i was oh that's not actually that's not that late in the game exactly like. yeah. yeah and i got a nintendo 64 for christmas it came with donkey kong 64 and i remember i wanted to play with all my toys but i was also dumb tired yeah and when i got tired as a kid i would try my best to not <laughs> go to sleep yeah. but i'd also cry uh, like pissed off like no i don't want to do that yeah, i want to yeah. do what yeah, i want to do. do that Kid, I was an annoying fucking. I kid. thought you were for sure gonna be like, oh yeah, I was like, got a fucking PlayStation Two when I was in second grade. Nah, I was gonna be like, fuck, Nintendo sixty four. My first video game system was an Atari XE. It was the last Atari that they made, and it came with like a keyboard and shit still. But that same year, all my friends were getting Nintendos. Okay, uh, but we were like, that was that was the like I was. In first grade, I think when Nintendo came out, like mm. that was that was it. It was that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, times change fast. Atari. <laughs> I don't. I've Atari. never played an Atari. Dog. Oh man, they are something. I'll tell you. There's actually some games that have very good replay value. Like I'll still play it today. It feels like you're playing on a big box at an arcade or something. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, it still works. They're 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 tough machines. Yeah, this is so. like my video game span is not like PlayStation Two was my video game time. Yeah. That was get, like my. Did you invest game. in like the PS4 or the Xbox One? My stepdad, he's all about like technology like that's his shit like everybody yeah. has it so he had he bought both okay and oh he yeah has, both. And he has them both sitting next to each other Does under he, the tv he plays them a lot or what? he only plays the playstation really i don't know why we have oh. an xbox i play i'm the only one that plays the xbox and all i play is 2k oh word yeah so your mom got remarried or got yep. married well she never married my dad yeah, she yeah. got married when i was like 
like 11 maybe. How's but she that? was with my stepdad since I was like five. Okay. Um, he's awesome. He Does, took care of me a lot my yeah. whole life. Like anything I need, he got me. And he's real supportive of everything I'm doing. They all are. So you guys are always cool. It was never like evil stepdad type yeah, shit. Yeah, no, it was never no shit like that. That's dope. Like at first I tried hard not to like him and everybody knew I was trying hard not to like him, but like, nah, that's my nigga. Yeah, that's cool. I love him. What's that dynamic like? Do you call him by his first name? You call yeah. him dad? No, nah, I call him by his first name. Yeah. But him and my dad are best friends. Oh, really? Isn't that weird? That's fucking my weird. My dad comes over and they play video games like weekly. Yeah, that's real weird. But and I they, mean, that seems dope at the same time. It's awesome because yeah. like, imagine like... It's like my two dads. My dad comes in, my mom's mean to him, he's mean to her, and him and my stepdad laugh about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah. That's great. And they just compete. And me and my, my, I have a stepbrother too. Yeah. And me and my stepbrother just like cheer for our dads. <laughs> like when they're playing video games, like yeah. he'll be like, what did he say? My father lost and my brother, he's like 16. He was probably 15 when this happened. He came in the room and he's like, Jermaine, he's like, you need some tissue? He's like, what do you mean? He's like, some losing tissue. <laughs> and I was like, <clears throat> I was like, what an awful joke, but like, it's such a good joke because yeah. like, he felt the need to it's come right talk there. shit to yeah. somebody else. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need some losing tissue. <laughs> like, yeah, like, fuck you. Oh, <laughs> what is, uh, what's your younger brother into? Uh, cars. Yeah. He's all about cars. He's killing shit right now, too. Like I said, he's 16. Like and mechanic car shit? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to be a street racer for the longest, and it took the longest time to get him out of that yeah. shit. Yeah. Well, kids like, that grew realize up. realize you can't do that as kids a job. Kids that grow up as on fucking, you know, Tokyo drifting mm-hmm. and shit. Fast and Furious. He yeah. knows everywhere to all of those Wow. Movies. Yeah. Like, but he, uh, right now, he goes to this school called Madison uh-huh. uh, in Boston. It's a big public school. Yeah. And they have an auto body type program and he's in it he's killing shit apparently like if he keeps going the way he's going they'll have like school or a job ready for him that's dope when he graduates and he's like he's doing it he knows his shit that's really dope yeah so that's what he's on that and now for some reason this year he's into football i think his girl might like football or something because it doesn't make sense to me he hated sports his whole life no shit now he likes watching football so what happens in high school you keep with the rap shit obviously Mm -hmm. and does it start catching on um, no, because no, I didn't tell many people I rapped. Like, yeah. freshman year, I had a big, a bigger group of friends than I probably ever had. Are you making your own beats at this point still, or are you nah, reaching I out quit, to people on so the internet? I quit making beats the yeah. day I recorded my first song. So do you start, uh... Just see- writing. Yeah. Just writing. Like, I was writing what are you over writing other to? people's, uh, YouTube, everything. Okay. Like, I was writing over other people's songs, or, like, if I could find the instrumental, I was writing over that. Yeah. And how I started, like, recording as Michael Christmas, and for the first time... I was like 16 or 17 and it was summer. I just got back from Virginia, took a trip with my uncle. Uh-huh. And like I said, I wanted to be Michael Christmas. So I started a Facebook, started a Twitter, whatever. You started branding yourself. Exactly. Yeah. As Michael Christmas. And so they had this thing called the Lyricist Lounge in Boston. Yeah. And I went, I didn't even I mean, have that's the like beat a big, That's like a big thing. It's Yeah. I was like, this sounds like something that's like real. And so I thought it was like a big deal. It was kind of big though. It was filled to Well, capacity. Lyricist Lounge actually used to have a fucking TV show on MTV. Really? Yeah. There was, a, there, was a ske- there was a sketch show. It's before your time, but there's a sketch show on MTV called Lyricist Lounge. And mm-hmm. like, Most Def would be on it. And Talib Kweli would be on it. And like, Punch and Words would mm-hmm. be on it. Um, like a bunch of, you know, fairly reputed, uh, uh, Master Fool would mm-hmm. be on there. A bunch of like legitimate rappers, rappers at the time yeah yeah, yeah. it was cool that's common tight. anyway hey calm says yeah nah yeah we did the lyricist lounge and i went i made a song over all caps uh-huh. by uh doom and it was about this girl and her like name had the word claw in it so uh-huh. like i called it the claw uh-huh. 
and it was like I had to spit it acapella because I didn't have the beat on deck, but I just spit the whole thing in front of everybody. I didn't read. I memorized it. It was the first time I ever memorized anything like that uh, besides that high school performance. And so I did it, and everybody was like, oh, that shit was crazy, blah, blah, blah. And somebody filmed it, put it on my Facebook. And what happened was my uncles always had like a little studio in the basement or whatever Mm -hmm. at his spot. And he seen that and was like, all right, well, it looks like he's ready to start Mm -hmm. making his own music. So I want to have him come through and record or whatever. And so I just started going over there and recording over like mad YouTube instrumentals and shit and put together this really crazy like mixtape called uh, The Golden Toilet. <laughs> yeah. All, all right. It was all me yeah. just like rapping over other beats. And, and this is when you were what, 16, 17? 16, 16. 17. Yeah. And yeah, I put that out. It had, I think it's got like 25 downloads uh, its first since till now basically well now it's gonna get 25 million because of the influence of this show well no so, i don't it's not kidding. it's not even up anymore like my uncles took it down and shit i asked them to because it was like it's not it's bad yeah yeah. <laughs> no. yeah but i i appreciated it for what it was i yeah. had like it has a lot of shit that like turned into like my styles now like i had a song on there called sean kemp okay i had a song on there called george jefferson i was like i think i'm sean george kemp jefferson. is my dream champion jersey to find like i want to get an old mm-hmm. school green yeah. sean kemp jersey so bad yeah. but my people, boy I ha- people hang on to those i think my boy has like an old school sean kemp reversible my two, my two dream ones are like the champion jerseys of sean kemp and clyde drexler but like people hella hang on to those and yeah. they don't want to get hell rid of yeah. them my favorite player ever is larry johnson I have a Larry Johnson jersey. I have a size 48 he's Larry Johnson so jersey. I wear it all the time. Turn. Like, yeah. oh, he's I so t- ignorant. I, I wear that jersey so much that like people clown on me in, on my Instagram of like, why are you always wearing that jersey? So, <laughs> but I love it. It's my favorite. Yeah, nah, that's dude, tight though. Larry Johnson is the shit. You don't even know, dude. Like when I was... Okay, so in sixth grade, that's mm-hmm. when the Charlotte Hornets became an expansion team. Okay. And they had... Uh, Alonzo Mourning, Larry Johnson, and Muggsy Bogues, and they had the illest colorway in the whole NBA. Easily, like, dude, that in the '90s, the fucking teal and purple mm-hmm. jump off—that was the mm-hmm. illest colorway that you could have for an outfit yeah. already. And then the Charlotte Hornets did it, and it was like, oh, now yeah, it's an I was iller colorway. I was really into like Charlotte's Hornet, Charlotte Hornets colored shit, like freshman and sophomore year, until yeah. I found out that was like gang shit in Boston. Oh, really? And then I just stopped. I did wearing. not know that. Yeah, that's like I think that uh, in Michigan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Michigan M is, like, another one. Uh. There's a bunch of them. There's a lot of shit you can't wear in Boston. I learned uh, a lot of these shits while I was in high school. I had, like, this job that I had for a month because they had us knocking on doors uh-huh. in this area called Mission, which is a really bad neighborhood. It's where my dad's from. Uh-huh. And so I went there, and I had, like, a Pittsburgh hat on. Oh, yeah, peas for Piru out here, I think. Yeah, that sounds... I don't yeah. know what it's for in Boston, but... Yeah, so I'm, we're walking, and they had us door-knocking in the projects uh-huh. at 9 o'clock, uh-huh. and I'm a freshman in high school. And I had the pee hat on, and I was with this dude who just worked with me, he's like, yo, take that hat off. Yeah. And I started laughing, like, what? And he's like, no, deadass, take that hat off, they'll shoot at you. Wow. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> so wow. I took the hat off, stuffed yeah. it in my bag, and that's when I started to ask around before was I it went a and fitted? bought a hat. It was a fitted, yeah. How, how do you get fitted to fit your head? And that's not, I didn't have that's hair not like even this. That's, you got a lot even, of hair, and you, you got. Know, a big I can't dome. anymore. But yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't have hair when I was a freshman. I started growing my hair. Okay, like three years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the science behind that? You're just like I it was do a something. lot of different factors. For one, I was tired of having short hair and a fade and no facial hair. She was annoying. I wanted to look savage. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, what did uh, you used to do to like line it up real sharp and shit? Yeah, or, yeah clean Caesar ass fade, or? real oh, clean. Fade, yeah. And uh, but then like. 
also I started watching Walker. Oh, yeah. And Walker was banging his hair around. Yeah. And I was like, shit, I want to do that. That looks like mad fun. Yeah. And then I also just wanted to like be a Super Saiyan. So okay, <laughs> those were like a bunch of the things that made me grow my hair out. And then I stopped kind of like they closed my favorite barbershop down. Like the barbershop I was going to from like birth till uh-huh. they closed it. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm not going somewhere else. I think I got one haircut after they closed my barbershop and it uh-huh. was fucked up. And I was like, all right, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just not doing this anymore. Oh, man. And they turned my barbershop into a fucking green tea stop. Wow. And all, and even worse is in Boston, we have these, like, signs. That sounds very gentrified. It, yeah, it is. Yeah. And uh, in Boston, they have these signs for all, like, we have the red line, the orange line, and the green line for the trains. Mm-hmm. And the sign says green tea stop, like green train stop. Yeah. But it's a green tea stop. I was so offended. Oh, God. Because this is where I go to watch Belly That's corn. and Softcore porn and magazines like king and shit yeah. and play game boy while i get my hair cut yeah. and hear all like the wisdom that you pick up in a barbershop mm-hmm. like that's where you learn that you allegedly grow facial hair from eating pussy like that's <laughs> at the barbershop is where they teach you that that's where everybody who's ever told me that said they learned that oh, at a barbershop man. so man. like i started losing my ability to even go to a barbershop when i was about your age man i started balding very early so hey being I'm bald is gangster being bald is like the only other thing besides big hair that's cool because like what is having like just hair yeah yeah like why well now everybody has that same fuckboy haircut of like you know <laughs> shave the sides up and then part it real sharp on the side it's like fool get out of here like what do you what do you who are yeah, you yeah that's like the oh yeah look at ben's doing it to his hair right now he's got oh, the, wow. he's got i that, apologize he got that fuckboy haircut <laughs> uh, that's the ponytail on top of the head is really funny. Well, I didn't let you finish your knocking that. door story. Was that uh, like uh, that was? Oh, it was like don't wear. That was essentially don't, it. Don't, don't wear the. And that, from then on, I just started asking people like, "Can I wear this? And where can I wear this? And yeah. shit like that." Yeah, because like it was really crazy. Yeah. I, I had a Michigan hoodie my sophomore year. Uh-huh. Because I had just watched that Fab Five documentary. That was a great documentary. Yeah, well, amazing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I immediately was like, I need one. Yeah. I bet you merch sales skyrocketed after that. Well, you know, that was the team already. The Fab Five Hell was yeah. such a fucking thing, dude. Like, I, I remember I, my dad had a lot of their shit. I didn't know if it was because he loved Michigan. Yeah, or no, it was. that was like the dope. That was like everybody that was into rap music used to wear Michigan mm-hmm. shit back then. But also, like, dude, I remember the fucking timeout that they didn't have. Like, it was yesterday. That like, that was, was You it, saw that live? Oh, yeah. it was. Fuck. That was an event, dude. Like, that was the shit everyone was talking talking about the next day at school like it's crazy but yeah so sad to be chris weber oh man he was bombed yeah <laughs> he was fucking yeah. i mean dude you gotta think too that like ruined like that was like he mm. was supposed to go number one i don't know if i don't even remember if he did but like that was like ruining his chances of the nba people were like talking about like oh my god he's gonna he's gonna get drafted so low now and yeah. da, 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 da. But it'll anyway. be crazy to see him get drafted low and still glow up though you know what i mean yeah, yeah. i mean dude he's he ended up having a great career and he's yeah he's no an now. So i anyways. wore a michigan hoodie to school and this kid came up the stairs like, yo, fuck the mission niggas, blah, blah, blah. And I was oh, like, oh, hey. That's what it is. All right, I'm not from there. I just yeah. fucking Michigan. Yeah. All right, bet. So we kind of talked about this earlier before we started the podcast, but mm-hmm. I want to touch on it. Like, uh, I mean, obviously you're not an overnight success because you started doing this very young mm-hmm. and you've been working at it a long time. Right. But I think the big difference between now and then, or now and like when I was trying to come up is like when you are, feel like you're ready to put something out. Mm-hmm people can fucking see it now and like it can catch like the first thing that you that you want to like be seen for can Mm -hmm. be the thing that makes you go exactly and so what was the first thing that you like put out with the intention of like i want this to go 
Well, so I made the song daily yeah. early last year, and that ended up being my and, first and you video. Have a video for it, and, it's great. and I remember I wrote that song for like a week. Like it took me a week. I remember getting that beat, and it was hilarious. I was sitting there with Good One when he was making it, uh-huh. and I finally made the song. I think I spit it to Tim before I even like recorded it, and then when I recorded it, he was just nonstop listening to it. Yeah. He hit me like, yeah, "We got to do." Tim it. Tim is gotta, your manager who's yeah, sitting in the room with us. Sitting things. right there. Did, did you guys grow up together? Do you know each other before? Nah, like, what did we meet like two years ago? We met, yeah, Two we met through my ago. boy OG Swagger Dick. He just brought me OG to the Swagger Dick one day. That's actually what I call my mom. Really? No, I'm kidding. I, I was about to say terrible. you might have to clear that I with him. Gonna, gonna... <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, and um, so I made daily, and he was like, "Yeah, we had to do a video for this. This would be great." Yeah. And like, we didn't expect it to do what it did. We just expected it to be something like really ill, yeah, in the city, and it might catch attention or whatever. And it yeah. ended up being like getting really far yeah and so with that we were like all right shit well, we need another one so i took a couple months and i was just like whenever i could find a studio i was recording or whatever uh-huh. i recorded with this dude jmp and recorded this song called michael sarah michael sarah and that's the one that i saw sent it to him and he was like yep that's it yeah we're doing this now yeah and i was like all right bet and i didn't even think that song was gonna do what it did either and it ended up so doing at, far more. at this point when you guys are uh, starting to put out videos and stuff had you already started a business relationship with him on some like you're gonna be my manager well, he'd be been guiding me for like a year up to that point on what i should do because i was like was making blogging. like shit me he was like he was really like basically running shit in boston like him and goodwin were like as far okay. as like the young hip-hop community went yeah they were like putting it together via through this blog okay the fresh air and like he started hosting events like cyphers and shit like yeah. that and that's when i would come out every single time there was an event and meet everybody and just try to stand out and let my personality shine because yeah. that's what everybody's telling me to do right let your personality shine through your funny yeah and your character be that to uh-huh. everybody and so that's what i was doing um and then it kind of just naturally happened. Yeah, you guys took a liking to each other, and it made yeah. sense because he probably wanted to get into managing, you wanted to get into rapping, and then it just kind of like uh, you, you were the promising, happened, you were the yeah. promising dude. Also, yes, my mom called him one day. Yeah, uh, she was talking to me, and I, she was like, what "About your manager," and I was like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "Tim." I was like, "Well, Tim's not like my manager. You know, yeah. he just helps me, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I don't want you know." And she's like, "Call him." Uh huh. And I'm like, "Fuck you, mean call him?" And she's like, "Call him." Call him, give him the phone, and she's like, "You're Michael's manager." <laughs> and he's Damn. just kind of like, "Is this a question?" <laughs> like, just, yeah. Nope. She said, "No, nope. that's what you are now." That's funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's like, "Don't make me come over here and give you the wooden spoon, boy. You're gonna no, manage." She'll him. really whoop somebody's ass. Yeah, I believe it for no reason. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, funny. But dude. she she fucking loves them too. Like she loves you and she loves Goodwin. Like she loves them. That's dope. Yeah, I mean that's good to have your family support, man. It is. Um, my mom thinks of all my friends and rap friends and everything as the, her kids. If they've if you've been to my house once, you're my mom's kid, no matter who, how yeah, old you are. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's summarize this last year then, because I feel like I met you in October at Low End Theory. I think late October, early November, but it was essentially a year since I had found out about you. Mm-hmm. And so I would imagine that this year has been a, kind of a whirlwind. So yeah. let's go, <laughs> let's go through it. You put out the Michael Sarah video, and like what happens? I, I would imagine it starts to gain traction pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, it definitely did. Um, what, where was, was the first it. place that you were excited that posted it? Uh, pigeons. Shout pigeons were the first people to yeah. like post me and i was going crazy like and i think Whoa. i think that's where i saw it they're one of the few blogs i actually follow on pages Twitter. and then complex i actually lost my shit my first complex post yeah like really lost my shit i think it was on daily not on michael sarah but i went yeah. crazy yeah but the whole thing like michael sarah that was really ill that whole time period was the time that my dad was getting out of jail and i did a show he got out the 26th which was like a thursday or something like that i did a show like 
that Sunday and he came and he was on stage for my whole set and I shut shit down. This was my first show where I actually shut shit down. Yeah. It wasn't my show. I was like second or third on the bill. Whose like, show was it? Uh, oh, it was Alex Wiley. That's when I linked with Wiley. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that show was so lit and fucking, I had all these people come out to see me and I did an interview. It was my first time doing a cool video interview. I yeah. felt like rap nigga that night. I was yeah. like, ooh. Yeah. And my dad was on stage. It was really emotional. It was a good night. And so right after that, that Michael show came will out. stick with you forever. Like you'll always, forever. you will always everything. be chasing the high of that show. That show, and I kind of got it this year during my release yeah. of Is This Art. Like that's I had great. Like well, a that's show, and that's the whole thing is like. But I got it because I brought my mom out. Yeah, there you <laughs> she, go. She she never seen me rap in person, so it was just like having my yeah. dad come out for the first time. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So then what happens? So put out Michael Sarah, and then uh. Did I you guys believe. already have a project in the works, or did you have, like, a full... Well, I knew I wanted to do Is This Art yeah. maybe a little before Michael Sarah. I knew uh -huh. that's what I wanted to yeah. do. I wanted to make so that project. So you started rushing to make that happen? Kind of, because yeah. with the success of Michael Sarah, I was like, all right. You're like, fuck, I gotta, like... have to make it. So yeah. like, now people are not just like... I gotta capitalize hmm, on What this. would a tape be like? They're like, we need this tape. Yeah. We are gonna hit this tape. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, all right, bet. Let's just make this tape then. And uh, the more I started working on it, like, shit really caught, like... I started really going hard with it December into, like, January and February. Uh -huh. Like, the last, like, two, three months is when I started, like, all right, gotta make this. That's why in uh, Vinnie Johnson, the last song on the tape, I'm like, this is, like, clutch shit. Like, this shit's coming out in, like, a week. We gotta make this shit. Yeah. Because I remember I was sitting in the car with Tim not that far before the tape came out. And he's like, we're in New York. And he's like, you got a lot of music to make like we're not that close and it's getting close to the time yeah and i me, wrote that hook like right at that second in the cab yeah and i was like all right as soon as i get back to boston i'm gonna just force it yeah and that's what i did that's dope yeah and so what happens when you put the tape out put the tape out i remember that day was so weird it was like the weirdest day of my life why because I didn't know I'd never put out like a product like this like I never put out an anticipated mixtape yeah. before yeah. at all and this is my first one and this is the first time people from outside and the just city so, just so you guys know he uses quote fingers on anticipated so that's not a douchey thing to Antici say he, exactly yeah, 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 yeah. quote anticipated yeah, exactly. big eyes too yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so I was in New York because I had a meeting with uh, not even a meeting interview with like Jack Thriller okay. that day so we put the tape out and I felt like this really weird, like adrenaline high feeling. Yeah. Because I'm like anxious as hell, but yeah. I'm like excited, anxious. Like I'm like nothing bad is gonna come of this. Like, right. I put together this project. I believe in it. It's gonna do well. Uh -huh. People, somebody's gonna like it, you know. And immediately after we put the tape out, stayed in the crib for like a half hour, and then we left and we go to Jack Thrillers and we do the interview. And in the middle of the interview, Fifty Cent walks in the this is 50 offices what? and if you watch the interview you can low-key see my face you can see me like yeah uh. but like i didn't stop everything went slow motion yeah, for me yeah. i looked over and i was like oh my god you're like i'm gonna go arm wrestle him he may get rich or die trying <laughs> right, like right, what right right, right. That was the greatest movie of all time <laughs> which is not movie. which is not the greatest movie of all time but when 50 cent <laughs> when is, you say get rich or die trying i think of the cd and you think yeah, of no, the, the movie, movie the movie is fuck yeah. and it's not the greatest movie yeah. but when 50 cent is right there that's the greatest yeah movie all of a sudden that's because he's right there yeah yeah exactly yeah. and did that and then we went and uh, got chicken because how do you put out a mixtape and not get delicious chicken i mean that seems racist but go ahead 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I did sound bad racist. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go nah, on. yeah, that shit was bomb too. And yeah. then after that, we went and saw the guy who like uh, helped design my website or design my website. Yeah. And then I think we did like an interview at NYU that night, and that was like my whole day of putting out my tape. How did it feel? Did it feel? In the craziest part, was like climactic. No, it no. didn't. Okay. Oh, that's the thing. It felt amazing, but yeah. the, the strangest part of the day, it's like. It's like when you're getting updated on how your elections going. Yeah, totally. But like, like oh, you're on the you're on the run. Exactly. But yeah. you're on the run all Where'd day too. Where'd you guys too. put it out on? Uh, audio. We put it on everything, but Audio Mac was like the, the main, main one. place. And then on my website, rapthingy.com. Rapthingy.com. Yeah. Okay, so go to rapthingy.com. Get download that. is this download art. It. Listen to it. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's good. If you love, if you want to like, like show your girl something really nice, you want to sing her a ballad. Listen to the world and like sing your heart out to there her. you go what uh so what then what happens like when do you start getting when do people start picking up and you get start getting phone calls from people where you're like whoa this is kind of crazy um it all kind of just happened yeah why it, like out of and, it, and then nothing nothing ever really like stuck too crazy to me because my whole thing from jump was don't get too wrapped up in things that are going on right yeah, now absolutely just because keep then moving forward. then you'll slow down yeah absolutely. like that so every time something crazy would happen like i would always have this calm demeanor even though inside i'm losing my shit yeah like i'm really going crazy but like i'm yeah. just like all right well, well let's do that then yeah absolutely. and so a bunch of crazy stuff happened like i met gambino and he told me he like really liked michael Sarah, and i remember goodwin like almost fucking passed out when yeah. he heard that like yeah. it was crazy i met him backstage at a boston show dope um we had JoJo in the hood, JoJo the singer. Uh-huh. We had her come. Wait, like the from hood Casey and JoJo? No, nah, like JoJo uh, <laughs> from <laughs> Boston. Gener- yeah. Generational Get difference out again. Right now, like oh, her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had oh, her yeah. in at the hood function. <laughs> like really? we had her in Roxbury. Wait, she's like that little script. white girl actress singer. Yeah. Oh, she's fine though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we had her in the hood. That was a crazy moment. She, for me wasn't this she in year. a movie with Robin Williams? Yeah. yeah, RV, I think. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay. RV now and, I know and Aquamarine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, she's, she, she's fire. We had her in yeah. the hood with all my, like... How did that happen? Uh, she came to one of my shows I opened at the Middle East one night, Yeah, and she was just in Boston. She came to the show, and we're just like, what are you doing after? She had a group of girls with her, so... She just randomly showed up at your show? No, nah, she told me oh. she was coming. Oh, I was like, tweeted you or what? No, nah, she texted me. She had tweeted about me a few, like, not long before, and then I, like, DM'd her, Damn. like, yo, hit me. So um, now you guys know that uh, Michael Christmas and uh, JoJo are a thing that's nope. going to be on TMZ. Nope. Well, then give her my fucking number. Then. I will. That right. <laughs> right, was fucking me. Nah. Um, anyhow. Yeah, she, uh, so right after we went to this diner in the hood and, like, got breakfast at night. Because yeah. what do you, that's what you do after a show. You get yeah. breakfast at right, night. Right, absolutely. And then my boy's crib was right down the street. We literally walked there. Yeah. And we go in and it's all my homies from everywhere. And then JoJo and her friends, and they're dressed like JoJo and her friends. Yeah. Like some, she got a hat that's all big and yeah, yeah. fly, and everybody yeah. else is just in the hood. And then you got your hair that's all big and all fly, and you great guys walk hair. in together. Oh, my hair is great. Yeah, I really like it. That's and amazing. That was cool. I remember last year Benny Blanco like stopped me. He came out of NYU, uh-huh. and he was like, "Yo, I love your stuff." And I oh, was shit. like, "What?" And I didn't even have fans. Like, thing, I, was, like I only had like one or two videos you're very recognizable though that's that the shit thing. is great and like, that's you're what... like a big country bear jamboree looking motherfucker like, exactly you, you just look like a giant teddy bear <laughs> exactly. pause but like no nah, i used to get that that's like how i was luring girls when i was a, when i was like in like fifth and sixth or seventh grade i'm yeah. like you know you want these hugs like, <laughs> you know you want these hugs like these are them hugs oh, you can't shit. get this from carlos nah, but that's the thing. Like, you, i mean you certainly have a very defined look like you're mm. easy to pick out of a crowd yeah and, but i think also like we said earlier like the underdog thing i, I yeah. feel like that's gonna work for you because 
because the moment that I heard the song, I was like, oh, pfft. like this guy's going to have a fucking great and very loyal following so long as he sticks with and it. And it's That's because it. like I, I just like everybody asks like self-deprecating and like the yeah. comedy shit. Is that what yeah. you do? And like I like comedy. I'm passionate about comedy. Like yeah. I'm passionate about stand up. I'm passionate about comedy writing. I want to yeah. do that. Yeah. But like. It's not me trying to be funny. It's just, it's just me you. telling my stories, yeah. and these stories happen to be yeah. hilarious. And I think it's like I'm just trying to make everybody comfortable with themselves and realize like everybody goes through these things, yeah, and absolutely. it's not embarrassing. It's just real life. Yeah. Life is like shitty sometimes. And I think that's the thing that I think what I inherently got from you was just that like you're comfortable in your skin mm-hmm. already. And a lot of people and I that, just got that. That takes a lot of years. And yeah. so, but a lot of people don't figure that out when they're 20. Mm-hmm. And I think that an artist can really find their voice once they're comfortable in their own skin. Yeah. And it seems like you're well on your way to like doing that. And, yeah. and, I, and that's the thing. That's the reason that I th- am pretty convinced that you're going to have a very loyal following mm-hmm. that's going to grow with you simply because you seem like you have your head on straight enough to where you're not going to like you're not going to be like flossing out and trying to Rick Ross on the next record or anything. You, you're going to keep doing. You <laughs> couldn't keep, do it. <laughs> you're going to keep doing what you're doing, and I think that people are going to grow with you, and they're going to love where you go with it. So, yeah, I mean, my whole thing is like, I'm never going to talk about having money unless I have money. I'm never going to talk yeah. about having anything unless well, I really then, have it. And even then, I bet you're the type of person that will be like, "Oh fuck, I have money," and it's like ruining I keep my telling shit. people like, when I get like a ton of money, like yeah. just like mansion money, I'm not going to buy a mansion. Yeah. I'm gonna buy a regular house. Yeah, I'm gonna buy mad half broken tables, and I'm gonna pay wrestlers to come to my house and let me. <laughs> slam them through these tables <laughs> and instead of like all the money i save on a mansion oh, that i'm not even gonna use in most of these rooms instead that's I will the have best a great dream t- i've ever heard like me and og swagger dick are gonna pretend to be the dudley boys yeah. and get the tables and we're gonna put through people through tables all day can i be uh sean michael's old partner janetti marty janetti of course Gennetti. you could be marty janetti right. you can get somebody else and y'all could be the rockers you can there get you him. Go. Ben, Y'all be and, the rockers, ben, the, new, <laughs> the new school rockers. Oh man! Well, hey man, that was fucking tight. Of I course. didn't have to say shit. You're a talker, and I love when that happens. I love when that happens. Isn't that always fun? Yeah, man. So, what's next for you as we're getting out of here? I am going on tour. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. You have a big announcement that we're that we're allowed to make. You're going on <laughs> yeah, tour. Yeah, going on with tour Logic. with Logic. That's gonna be huge. Forty dates. I'm in your city. With your girl Titty, <laughs> no, nah, this this is gonna be a fun tour. I'm like, where are you guys going? All throughout the country, yeah, and a couple Canada shows, Canada too. too, yeah. So there you go. Look for uh, Michael Christmas in your town mm-hmm. soon. Spring fucking seed all over your girlfriend. It's gonna be terrible for you, but great for him. What kind of capacity venues are you guys gonna be playing? I think the smallest is 450, and the biggest is 2500. That'll be fun, dude. That's the range. You're gonna have a good time. Oh my god, get a lot of t-shirts, man. Get a lot of merch hell yeah so everybody keep telling me i might draw some of crowns and get just, a lot you know yeah yeah and i like my tour crew too it's like good friends of mine i, I so. feel like you're gonna be a great you're gonna be great at hustling shit like stay out there hustle your wares talk to people remember people's names that was have from fun. from jump like yeah. from my first show ever i try to talk to as many people as possible i like i used to like to go out in front of like the building and like yeah whoever the headliner is i'm like you ready to see yeah you ready to see him yeah, yeah you fuck with them yeah word and i'm like yeah well i'll see you in there and then like I go on stage, on stage and they're like, oh, that's that you fucking didn't even guy. Tell us. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, I think like there's something so great about uh being able to like really shake hands with people that mm-hmm. enjoy the art that you make and yeah. like remembering their name and it's not it's not some gimmick. It's like, no, I fucking I thing. remember you and I remember what you told me. Exactly. Like, and that means a lot to me. Exactly. And, and that's that kind of shit that makes I just you grow did a like, family for a following. I just you know? did like Boston. I did this show at the Converse store.
store yeah. um, on Newberry Street, which is, for those that don't know, Newberry Street is this main street where there's mad shops and shit. It's real yeah. narrow and yeah. everybody's there. And I loitered there all the time with my friends. But so they paid me to come over there and do a little couple songs. And we had that shit. The, see, the roof, like the floor was going to break. Yeah. Like they came up to me during my set like, yo, you got to tell them not to jump. Oh, is this the Converse show? Yeah. Oh, I just saw and like, so a report about that. It looked really dope. I go downstairs, and the girl that works there, she's like, everybody's waiting for you. Yeah. I'm like, oh, word. I'm thinking that means my friends yeah. open the door this whole fucking street. Wow. And it was just yelling. I was, like, so close to yeah. crying, but I didn't. I just so turned So you're, like, you're getting, you're getting your hometown on lock, and that's great. It's really cool. I'm well, going back uh, tomorrow for a little bit. Yeah. It's going to be tight. And the thing is that once you become a hero of your hometown you mm-hmm. can become a hero in any town yeah but you got to get your own hometown you first. to do the hometown you know? yeah and they know i got love for them and i know they have love for me yeah man i see fucking big things for you i'm excited that we got to lock down this conversation hey, it was really you. dope you're a good dude and uh thanks to tim for fucking helping out and uh thank oh, you, tim. shout out to chris uh pell's manager for contacting me with you guys because i've been texting your punk ass for like fucking three months and you never responded what? But that's okay. Yo, I'm so yeah. It's no, right. I really don't. I, I, I really. I first of all, let me just show I you. I thought my for phone. sure that the dick pic would get you. Like I was like, <laughs> oh, oh my god, your phone is so sad. I think my mom has that same phone. <laughs> Alcatel, my, my bro. mom, OG Swagger Dick has that same. Phone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, tell the people where they can find you. All right, go Twitter at Mickey Christmas at Mickey Christmas. Mickey spelled like K E Y Christmas. Christmas exactly. Yeah. Uh, Instagram Michael Christmas. Tumblr, Michael Christmas, YouTube, Michael Christmas. Michael Christmas, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, Christmas. If you spell Michael, M-I-C-H-E-A-L, I don't trust I just always get it confused because I don't. that's not a name that I spell that often. True. You know? I grew up all about Mike Tyson, Mike Jordan. The, so. Yeah, Mike, exactly. Yeah. It's like I wanted to be like Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, yeah, I wanted to be places. black and have a tattoo on my face. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> By the way, Mike Tyson's new show on Adult Swim is a fire i've heard that it's funny i'm a so big uh, mr pickles funny. guy yo everybody comes at me about fucking with mr pickles I like, like mr pickles it's, a lot. it's great like it's creative it's awful like, it's clearly so it's dark. it doesn't stem from an evil place it's, like no satan is sitting in no, adult yeah, swim no, like no. i hate everything let's make a show it is a very dark and gory show though but it's hilarious <laughs> it's hilarious uh anyhow thank you guys for coming in i appreciate it man and we're gonna do a song you got are you gonna kind of premiere something or is it coming out the next week when we put this yeah out? something like that what's it called it's new as fuck it's called fuck with me okay so you're gonna be watching on youtube.com slash i got a okay so i have a full new uh social media thing that i have to tell all of you guys because i changed a bunch of my things so you're gonna be seeing michael christmas perform fuck with me on youtube.com backslash c backslash kind of neat because we got a new custom url for for our youtube channel new too i think that if you go youtube.com slash that's kind of neat it'll still work but for now slash c slash kind of neat also we have a new twitter at kind of neat we used to be that's kind of neat but now we changed it and we're fucking mad official and now we're at kind of neat so fuck the world we're out here don't t- don't ask me for shit don't ask me for shit yeah, exactly <laughs> that being said my name is lee you can follow me on twitter at it's intuition you can follow my man behind the boards ben shim making the shit sound buttery at i am database base with two s's uh what else Go drop to the- a bomb on him <laughs> 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 
uh, go <laughs> download the podcast app, search for Kind of Neat, and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Leave a comment, leave a rating, tell us how handsome we are, tell them how sexy my voice is, leave five stars. It's very helpful yeah, and it's girl. very official, you know. Uh, if you out there listening, this is our Christmas special because fuck it, we're going to yeah. put this out the day before Christmas. So Merry Christmas, <laughs> Happy Hanukkah, we'll oh, see you God in the new year. Much. Thank you guys so much for everything. This has been a fucking amazing year because of you guys. We hit 4 million views on YouTube, 25,000 subscribers. We love you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That was Michael Christmas. I'm boom, Lee. Boom, boom, boom. And this was kind of neat. That was tough. Dude, that was great. You're such a good talker. Fuck.